Good morning. Good morning. I love the look of the smeared makeup on some of you. <laughs> what a beautiful sight. Well, it's almost Christmas. Has everybody got their Christmas act together? <laughs> I don't. We uh, just moved into our house, and I put up a tree. I was like, I'm going to do something. I put it up. All the lights were working. I walked away, and only half of the lights were on. I was like, dang it. So I went back, jiggled the lights, and they all came on. Next day, no lights are on. So I've decided to just leave the tree the way it is. <laughs> it's up. Um, no ornaments, no lights, but it's up. So it's all good. It's a little Christmas. What's that? The forest look. The forest look, yeah. Um, man, good morning, guys. This was an awesome time of worship. It was. Thank you, worship team. <sighs> Sorry for the pause. I just like to look at everybody. It's for my own benefit. Um, thank you, everyone, who um, contributed for Angel Tree. Um, we are doing the Angel Tree drive up is on the date of the 18th, 10 to 12. <laughs> so if you can be here, if you want to help out, please see Marilyn. Um, I think she needs some help. The families come in, they do a drive-through, they pick up a food gift basket and their presents for the kids. That'll be the 18th from 10 to 12. If you can help out, please do. I don't know if anything else is needed. If you're wanting to know, this lady in the striped shirt up front, that's the person to see. Um, what else are we doing? There is a new sign-up sheet. <laughs> I think it's so funny how, <laughs> yeah. I think it's so funny how I'm telling you this, but I'm actually going over here for um, making sure I'm getting it right. Um, there's a new sign-up sheet for um, Finger Foods for New Year's Eve. We're going to do kind of the Christmas slash New Year's Eve party here. So if you can, please sign up for that one. Um, what else am I forgetting? Oh, I know. Um, so Christmas Eve is on a Friday. Christmas Day is on a Saturday. And then there's that following Sunday. So I believe we are going to take that Sunday off and just continue to play with the gifts that we got the previous day. <laughs> That's the only reason we're doing this. Um, so yeah, we're going to be off the 26th. So stay home, have some fellowship, invite us over, whichever. We're fine with all of the above. Um, I'm sorry? Come to my house. Yeah, I don't have a stove. <laughs> I have a tiny, or a fridge. I have a tiny little microwave. So bring your own food, BYOF, bring your own food, and some for us. Um, what else, what else? Am I forgetting something? I don't think so. Okay. Kids. White elephant for the New Year's is what I was about to say. <laughs> um, white elephant, I believe, is 25 for adults, 10 for kids. Yes. Actually, I should just have Marilyn up here with her. <laughs> it looks like I know it all. Actually, it probably doesn't look like I know it all because I'm constantly looking at her. She gives me the nod up and down or sideways. Anyways, um, yes, White Elephant, if you want to participate. Adults 25, kids $10. Please come. It's a lot of fun. Um, they're going to make this place magical with tables and magic and Christmassy thingies. 
Um, kids, can I get the kids to please stand? Lord, I just pray, Father, just a blessing on them. Just speak to them, Father. Speak to them the way you speak to us in unusual ways. <laughs> um, you guys are dismissed. Follow that awesome lady in the flowered shirt back there. And she's going to tell you about Jesus. <laughs> Anything else? Take it away. Can we have a drum roll, please? Stop doing that. <laughs> Chris, 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 Chris. <laughs> now, if you're a visitor here, Chris is probably going to explain all of that. <laughs> Oh, no, she's not in trouble. Never. Never. She's never in trouble. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see everybody. And, um, man, I, I hope that how many of y'all, um, when we had that moment a while ago, um, where I know, I know many of us raised our hand for, for whatever that, that need. Did, did anybody have an encounter? Did you? Yeah. Yeah, man, I totally did. I, I, I literally had a pretty cool encounter. So maybe it was just for me and y'all too. I don't know. <laughs> um, a couple of things. Uh, um, we definitely, uh, I know Axton just went to the back. Uh, how many of y'all are, uh, if, if you want to be connected with the family here at CORE, we really need to get on our uh, WhatsApp group that we have. Um, if you want to, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that go on in there. We're just family, and um, uh, so many of you know that they had to rush Axton to the ER. Uh, Ronnie, thumbs up. He's, he's doing really good, right? I talked to him a little bit this morning, so yeah. Um, and uh, so keep praying for that uh, situation um, that Axton has uh, with his you know, breathing and stuff and all that. Uh, God can heal, amen? And many of us in here that I know, you've seen God do miracles, physical, actually life-creating miracles. We have seen them happen even right here in the sanctuary, so we know that he can definitely uh, handle anything. Amen? Uh, we also, um, I mentioned on there, you know, uh, Mac and Des Gonzalez, they're uh, really um, very important people to this, to this house, but they're also, um, just on a personal level, they're very, very close, uh, very good friends of mine and Raquel, and... Um, He's in the ER right now with COVID. Um, they went to Vegas a couple of weeks ago, about maybe 10, 12 days ago, uh, for their uh, anniversary. I was going to say honeymoon. <laughs> for their anniversary. And they had an amazing time. And uh, Des text, and the way it was is, hey, Vegas uh, gave us a gift back, and it was COVID. Um, and so the kids were good. Um, her struggle was not, that, not as intense as... Um, Matt's. So if y'all can, just continue to just bombard heaven, out, calling out for healing. Um, and um, we really need Joe Rogan to give out his uh, recipe for COVID uh, healing. Joe Rogan, um, UFC commentator, but also uh, has the largest podcast audience. Um, he's a real different way of thinking kind of guy outside the box. 
but very realistic. And he has, he got COVID and he got rid of it in three days. And he's turned uh, 42 or 43 people on to the way that he does it. And they got rid of COVID in less than five days, everybody. Uh, and uh, it's ivermectin and some different vitamin drips and stuff. And uh, I think I'm going to start a petition for Joe Rogan to release his recipe. Because uh, <clears throat> whatever he's doing is working. Uh, but yeah, be praying for them. I'm trying to think, is there anyone else that... Um, oh. I can't hear any of y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if, uh, how many of y'all know Jeremy, a um, friend of ours from Vacaville, his daughter uh, was in the ER uh, yesterday, and uh, so yeah, be praying, praying for them. Uh, cool, turn with me, if you would, to um, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and I know that uh, I've already um, uh, been put on notice that today is a special day <laughs> that uh, the ladies need to leave. There is no time. We don't have a time in here. You still don't have a time? Sarah's being real, real uh, salty with me today. I don't know if she's just hangry or, or what, but she, I just want everybody to know Sarah's being salty with me. I love you, girl, but you're being salty with me. It's okay. Uh, yeah, today... Um, I don't know how many of y'all are going, but a whole bunch of the, the ladies are getting together today and going and seeing the Nutcracker. They're going to go have dinner first, and then they're going to see the Nutcracker down at, um, is it Theater of the Stars? Wortham. Wortham, yeah. Uh, so you, everybody's got to go get dolled up. How many of y'all got your dress or your suit? Which, yeah, yeah. Ronnie, too. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Ronnie, do not come to my house. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. Uh, no, seriously, man, going to the theater is something that we never did as, as uh, uh, in, in, my, in our family. We never did that. But, uh, you know, having three girls that were all in dance and ballet and all that, man, we, we got to go many times. And, uh, man, it's it just so cool from a music standpoint, being able to stand back and see how the intricacies of everything works and moves. It's a beautiful thing of creation. And so, uh, man, I'm really... Uh, hoping y'all have an amazing time tonight. Uh, go get all dolled up and blow them away at the show, right? Uh, but uh, so have a good time. Like I said, if you want to get connected, uh, the WhatsApp is a way to find out about all that kind of stuff. And you can see Sarah or Raquel about that. Uh, but 2 Corinthians 10, I, I definitely will not keep you long at all today. Um, uh, man, there's, there's just this other aspect that I want to touch on for just a minute, and I'm actually going to have Raquel come back up in a second and, and give her side of something. Um, I think the one thing that is um, um, kind of been coming up this last year, because this last year has been a real struggle for many of us in here. Is that, is that true? Uh, on different levels and different aspects, we've had a ton of, we've called it warfare, problems, issues, Salty people, uh, you know, no. <laughs> Love you, Sarah. Um, it, it's, been a, it's been a very interesting year, even with, put, us, put COVID aside. For life, for you and I here at CORE, it's been, it's been a battle. Amen? And there's just been different aspects in your families. I mean, you know, we've had all aspects 
we've come together as family to support each other. I mean, whether that's food or in the time of trials, hospitals. Man, y'all even went up to the courthouse. I think y'all marched around the courthouse or something. Didn't y'all do a Jericho thing or something or prayer for, I don't remember now. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's who we are here as family. And, and something that is uh, detrimental that you and I not forget or lose sight of or even come to a new awareness and awakening to is the, the actual battle that is against us, right? Uh, we already have victory. We don't fight for a victory. We fight from a victory. Is that true? Yes, it is. The Word tells us we have the victory through any battles, but we have to go through this stuff. And that's a question I don't have an answer for. I wish I did. Um, I know there's the process and the pruning and, and the uh, growth aspect and all that. And, and, man, sometimes I don't like all that stuff. <laughs> I'll be honest. I just want to go, you know, from one to the other. But anyway, um, in here in 2 Corinthians 10, I just I felt the need to mention a couple of things because the biggest thing that Raquel and I believe in uh, and the biggest thing we believe in is family and identity. And we also believe the biggest fight that comes against you and I as the people and the children of God is against your identity and against you, the family. Does that make sense? Um, The world is having a field day today because of Josh Duggar. Anybody know who Josh Duggar is? The Duggars, 19 kids and counting. Do y'all know? I can't see y'all. So wave your hand at me if you know. I just don't want to. Okay. I don't want to talk about something that I'm the only one that knows about it, right? Um, so um, the world is having a field day with this guy. And they found him guilty for child pornography and that kind of stuff. And there's all these things. And, and, and you know, I was telling Raquel, I said, um, whatever you think about that family, and, and, you know, they went and did a reality show and all that, and 19 kids, and, and, and on and on, and um, uh, their, their way um, with, the, with the father is a little different than ours, per se, but they still are going after family, and there's still a picture of a family sticking together and following after God, and it, it's crazy that that's where the enemy attacked him. It's not crazy. It's just that's, that's, what it, that's what he does. He goes after your strength. He goes after our strength. Amen? And there's the reason that I believe that is, um, <clears throat> is because an enemy wants to do away with your greatest asset and your greatest strength so that you cannot do the most damage that you can do to them. Does this make sense? Um, and I know that with us, the biggest thing we've been pushing into is kingdom and identity and family, the kingdom aspect of it, right? not the church aspect. We don't want anything to do with church, not, not in the way that, you know, the Baptocostals and the Cataholics and all the other was icks, the way the hicks think about not. You know, I shouldn't say that, but I mean, <laughs> doesn't bother you, huh? Let's hope none of my family's watching. No, just kidding. Um, he's going to go after what your strength is because that is the most dangerous element to him. Does that make sense? 
And so I want to bring an awareness today in a, in, a, in a separate, another light that I don't know that we've touched on a whole lot on, on when it comes to who you are, your identity. You know why your identity is so important in who you are, who you are in Christ? The reason it's so important is because that's your strength, right? That is who you are dictates how you wage war, how you, I mean, some, of, some, some are thinkers, some are fighters, some are protectors, and on and on. I could go on and on, all these different aspects, right? Um, your identity leads to your strength, which leads to your purpose. What purpose does a father have for you in the way he created you, in the way he designed you, in the way that you handle life, do life, walk in life? All of those things are the aspect of your identity, which leads to your purpose. Does that make sense? And there's not a single person in here watching on YouTube, on the Zoom, or listening on the podcast that does not have purpose. There's not a single person that does not have purpose from the Father. Is that true? So the, the thing for us here at CORE has been to find that identity and that purpose and that strength. And I know for the, the few years, last five years that we've been diving into the kingdom culture, the kingdom aspect uh, of the Father, which I, I believe to be the only aspect now at this point. I don't think he's religious at all. <laughs> uh, it, it's been, that's been our drive, is we want to, we, we've found our niche, I believe, right? Or if you're a proper English-speaking person and not from Texas, your niche. <laughs> Side note, I deal with a lot of designers and stuff. And we deal with some, some highfalutin ones, as my grandfather and uh, my, my grandma and my dad would say. They highfalutin. <laughs> and it's so funny when we're sitting there talking and they say, oh, yeah, that's what we want in the niche. They have to emphasize the niche. I, oh, I know it's the correct word, but this is Texas. We call it a niche. <laughs> I mean, if we're going on a job site and we tell our guys, hey, mira primo, I stone niche. That doesn't work. That doesn't work, right? It's Texas. That's a freebie. It's a niche. And we have found ours at Court Church. <laughs> yes, thank you. <clears throat> so this morning, I want to look at these aspects because our, our battle, we know that you all know this, your battle's not against flesh and blood. Amen? Ephesians 6, go check it out. We've done a lot of teaching on that. Would love to sit down and talk with you if you don't know it. But Ephesians 6, Paul actually lines out um, all the, 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 the aspect of battle and everything uh, and our weapons and stuff like that uh, from the standpoint of, of our armor, right? And who we're fighting. He lays it out. But here in 2 Corinthians 10, which we've covered this passage several times, here is an aspect that we're made aware of, of his weapons towards us. Um, uh, let's start at, um, let's just jump to verse 3, because I, I mean, I got to get the ladies out of here, man. All right, I got to go. 
Um, in verse 3, and, and man, please, 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 if you haven't read this before, go back, or maybe you're not super familiar with this context. Man, go back about three chapters and read all the way through, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause some things to snap for you. But I'm going to jump in at verse 3, um, and I'm in the New American Standard. He says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage battle according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. Uh, but are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Your version may say strongholds. Um, Verse 5, we are destroying arguments, all arrogance, and all arrogance raised against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Um, You may be more familiar with the New King James Version, Um, It says, uh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself, yours may say lofty, uh, against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity uh, to the obedience of Christ. Uh, Chris Vallotton made a powerful statement years ago, and it's in his book, Spirit Wars, uh, which radically changed my life. Um, and in there, he said that he, uh, the Lord showed him that the demonic realm moves at the speed of thought. And why is that? Um, there's not, there, I shouldn't even say it that way. Not everyone sees into that realm or experiences into that realm, some of you may have. Um, we've encountered tons of demonic stuff um, actually in the physical. Um, uh, I think one of the craziest things was a, a woman who was full-on demon-possessed. Um, she was um, a really tall woman and, and, and really overweight. Um, and this is before we, this is back at another church before we didn't have chairs that locked together. And um, when they prayed for her, she hit the ground, and she raised her head up. And Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. I'll, I'll not tell that. I didn't realize Penny's in here. Sorry. Um, she's not looking. She was able to do this thing. Does that make sense? Uh, and she literally physically had the, the changing like that. Uh, and that is not possible in this realm. Is that right? There's not a one of us on here that can lay down. I mean, I know me and Eric know, know the centipede. We, we would probably... Mark, you're all right. You know, the, you know it. I don't know about the rest of y'all. Larry, maybe. Larry's lying. Larry's lying. He's lying. Yeah, but we might do the centipede or moonwalk, you know, like that, but, but not, not, not like that. Where you're, I'm talking your, your hands and legs completely at your side. And just going, moving the chairs around and all that, right? That stuff, that stuff happens. Um, and, uh, but not in this realm right here that you and I are in the natural, right? Um, or I should say it doesn't come from that. Let me say it that way. And uh, our weapons and our battle is not right here with the people who happen to step into that. They are not our battle, right? There is a, there's a force or a spirit, we call it a spirit, a, a thought pattern, 
there's an influence on them that is causing them to act a certain way. You know, God didn't create anybody to be hateful or ugly or mean or bloodthirsty. Nobody was created with that, right? And so there's just some aspects of, um, of warfare that comes at you that I think, I think we need to be aware of today because of the battle that is coming against your identity and your purpose, who you are. And Raquel's going to share on that in just a second. Um, so these, these, uh, these right here that he mentions, um, our weapons of warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds or fortresses, uh, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. These are things that happen uh, not in the physical but in the, in the, in the mind. Why? Because you want to you argue. Uh, Raquel and I have someone in our family uh, or in our uh, family circle who is um, very vocal and completely anti who and how we are today as kingdom people. They are, in my, my opinion, they are extremely stuck in religion and in the way we used to be. They're extremely stuck and they follow all the Instagram pages that are, uh, uh, you know, Bethel is a the brood of vipers and Chris Valentin uh, worships the devil or and all this kind of stuff, right? Um, and um, even though it's extremely frustrating at times with some of the conversation that has happened, um, or I should rather I should say the attack that has come, uh, you know, I have to realize it's not that person, right? Because how many of you know, how many of you guys are with me that, uh, you know, someone outright full-on disrespects your wife, you just want to punch them in the face? You want to go five-fold ministry, I'm the only one? Thank you, Mark. Okay, there we go, yeah. All right. I feel better now, dang, man. <laughs> um, it's like that right there. An attack comes like that. And this was something in the old me would have fully on, full on handled that certain way and, and would have been fully capable to do so. And that's just a natural reaction sometimes. But I'm not natural anymore. I'm supernatural. But see, he will throw it that way because he knows that's a weakness for me. Part of my identity is I'm a protector. That's part of who I am. And my, you know, I, I did that whole thing, the identity statement with Dub and, and, and the words that people used to describe me and, and different things. And that's, that's who I am. So he's naturally going to attack right there. Because me being a protector is part of my gifting. Right? Does that make sense? So, anyway, are y'all with me this morning? Are we good? All right, cool. Um, I want to point out about being aware of the arguments. Uh, the, uh, he, he talks about against every high thing or lofty thing, talking about uh, 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 an arrogant way of thinking, right? You and I should walk in confidence, not arrogance. Amen? Uh, and then let me read it. Um, there's one other point. Um, in the New American Standard, verse 4, he says, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are divinely 
powerful. The purpose and the destiny, the, the purpose and the calling that you have, the identity that you have, it is divinely set in place, meaning that it is from God for, for the purpose of God. Does that make sense? Like, it is divinely orchestrated by His hand into yours. I don't know. I... No, too late, too late. No, that's sympathy right there. I don't need that. Good word, Chris. Thank you for that. I'll steal from Valentin right there. Huh? How about that? Um, yeah. So now turn with me over to um, the book of John, and I'm going to read one part here that we, we went over John 20 and 21 the other day with some pretty powerful points, and uh, Raquel's going to make her way up here, and we're going to share this real quick, and, and then we're going to get the ladies so they can go get dolled up and get them out of here, all right? Uh, John chapter 20, uh, we, we looked at the hearing, how to hear the Father uh, clearer um, when he was, when he, um, I'm sorry, we looked at John 20 in regards to the breathing that he did when he, he blew breath on them and they received the baptism, they received that next part of life. And then I was talking uh, two weeks ago uh, about John 21 and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this passage here, and Raquel's going to come and, and give us some breakdown um, of something that she saw. But uh, so Jesus, in verse uh, 1 of chapter 21 of John, uh, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself in this way. Um, Simon Peter, uh, Thomas, who's called Didymus, Nathaniel of Canaan of Galilee, uh, the sons of Zebedee and two others of his disciples were there uh, together. And, and Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And they said, we're all coming with you. They all went out into the boat. And that night they caught nothing. You may remember, this is what we were talking about, being aware of how he changes or, or you know, your hearing changes, right? How you hear the Father. That's why we went into this. I'm, I'm, I'm on this track because I also believe we have to be aware that not only can our hearing of the Father, it has to change because we grow into another place and another position, but also the way you hear the attack coming, right? It has to shift. If you're used to the same old thing, then this joker is just going to go around another way, right? I think Ronnie experienced some of that in his business when they were stealing his gas. He did some stuff and they just kind of came around the other way or something like that. Anyway, it's not just hearing the Father we have to be aware of. It's how to recognize. We don't want to hear the attack of the enemy, but we want to recognize it. Does this make sense? So that's what arguments are coming at you in a different way. What vain imaginations, what speculations are coming at you in a different way than what they used to. Why? Because we're growing. Ah, snap, man, they got used to that way. Let me go this other way. Right? So verse 4 says, But when the day was now breaking, Jesus stood on the beach, and yet the disciples did not know him. Uh, and Jesus said to them, Hey, children, do you have any fish to eat? Or do, you don't have any fish to eat, do you? And they answered him, No. 
And he said to them, remember, they went out all night and they didn't catch nothing again. Cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find the fish. So they cast it and they were not able to haul it in because it was such a great quantity of fish. And therefore, the disciple who Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. And Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord. He put his outer garment on for he had stripped down for work and threw himself into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat for they were not far from land and about 200 cubits away dragging the net full of fish. Verse 9, so when they had got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire already made and a fish placed on it, or fish placed on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have now caught. And Simon Peter went up and hauled the net to land full of large fish, 153, although there were so many, the net was not torn. Pretty powerful about recognizing. So, Raquel, can you come and tag in on this part here? Um, you remember when we looked at this a couple of weeks ago? So, remember, we're talking about identity and purpose. And you, uh, I love what uh, we've talked about before about having your superpower, right? And how that plays in. Sorry. Hi. Um, you know, when Chris was talking about this, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, um, one of the things that stood out to me, I love that when Jesus first introduced himself in the beginning of, um, I don't, actually, I don't think the beginning of John talks about this, I don't remember. When he first introduced himself to some of the disciples, they were fishing, and he told them about, you know, putting their nets, and they were like, wow, who is this guy? And they followed him, and yada, yada. And then he goes away, and he comes back, and he's introducing himself, right? And it's the same scenario. And when Chris was reading this, one of the things that stood out to me was they, they were out there, and he tells them, you know, you didn't catch any fish. And they said no. And he says, put your nets down on the right side. They put their nets down. You know, same scenario. They get all these fish, and they're hauling them in. <clears throat> and what I thought was so cool is that even though they're coming into land, he has fish and bread waiting. But he also asked them to bring what they caught. And that's so much identity. That's so much about, bring, Marilyn, bring you. Come on. Bring everything that you have, and let's put it right here, and let's eat together. Isn't that so powerful? Isn't that so powerful? Come on. And, you know, with that, I'm hoping this doesn't change the little direction here, but I was thinking about the, the woman at the well and how... You know, she's, she's going to get water, and just a little backdrop of her is that she goes to get this water at a different time than the other women because she's a little shunned. And there's Jesus sitting there. He's asking her for water, and she's like, whoa, dude, who are you talking to me? You guys don't talk to us, and yada, yada. And he tells her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would ask him, and he would give you, he would have given you living water. And I was like, man, Jesus, he understood the assignment, right? Like, he understood who he was. He knew, like, yeah, that's good. if we could just be that way. And, it, I, you know, we come from that church mentality of, you know, if I can't tell you, like, Rebecca, if you would just ask me, I could give you what you want. But we come from that mentality that says, if you do that, oh, look at her. She's being so arrogant. She's being, but, you know, that's not my heart. My heart is to recognize who I am and the power and the identity that I carry, the authority that's in my voice, 
that when you need something, I'm your girl. Yeah. I got it. What do you need? What do you need? Come on. And I love that. I love that he didn't just say, hey, guys, come here. I got everything you need, which he does. But he was calling out what they had. Yeah. Bring what you have to the table <laughs> because that's needed, too. Come on. Because, you know, when somebody speaks, it just, it may be their struggles. It may be their, oh, their failures, their fears. But it speaks to you, right? Because we all have them. We all have our fears. We all have our um, disappointments or, no, I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if I could do that. It's just bring what you have. You don't have to have read 10,000 books. You only read 9,000? Nah, can't use you. You need to read another 10,000 books about the Holy Spirit and how he works before you can bring to the table. No, it's already in you. Yeah, it's already there. And let's just remember that. I, um, one of the things that I was thinking about, you know, this past year we've been talking a lot about identity and recognizing who we are. And there's been so much talk just in our own body of how family this is. And I think, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I think that we've just been marinating in family. Oh, we're family, we're family, we're family. And I think this next year, 2022, that we're going to step into walking out family. What does that look like? Doing ministry. I don't, like, I don't know. I can't tell you what that is. But I think we're going to step into walking that out. So with that, I want us to remember that, how many of you have troubled family? <laughs> that person that shows up to the table and you're like, if I could tell you everything I want to tell you right now. <laughs> in Spanish, and I don't speak Spanish, <laughs> I would tell you. <sighs> well, that's going to happen here. But I want us to be at a place where if you're having a bad day or you just can't accept what's being told to you, that we're going to love you through it. And vice versa, you're going to love us. That there's going to be room for you to say, I don't want to hear what you have to tell me. But you're going to be able to go away and say, dang it, she was right. <laughs> God's been showing me this. Now he had to use this person to tell me. I just want us to remember that family isn't just that warm, cozy feeling. It's that, it's that part that you can love someone enough to tell them in love to help them grow, not to prove your point. There's a difference, right? <laughs> I mean, let's just be real. Sometimes you want to prove your point. I'm just saying you know, we, we moved into this house, and sometimes I want to prove my point that it doesn't go in that spot, but <laughs> I'm really trying to look for different words, and um, <laughs> I think I was one with the mic, but I'm um, just kidding, but I just want... I just, <laughs> I lost my thought. Chris, stop talking. Um, yes, thank you. Um, I just want us to remember that part about family, that we're going to walk this out and that this is a safe place for us to, um, to grow, not to get our point across or not for someone to just stab us. Because I'll just take women, for example, and you men know, some women can be riddle, right? <laughs> it's true. I have a lot of thoughts in my head. I'm just being honest with you. 
but I, it's not my heart. That's not, that's where I come from, but that's not who I want to be because that's not the God that's inside of me. Yeah, so if one of you came to me and told me, Raquel, you're doing this, I'd be like, oh, that's rubbing me wrong. But because I want to grow, I'm going to go home and say, I'm going to go home and talk to God. <laughs> <Don't get it. laughs> I'm going to go home and talk to God. and like, why did she tell me this? Because I want to grow, and I just want us to be that as a Oh, faith. Jesus, help us. <laughs> help <Sorry>. me, Jesus. <laughs> but sorry, does that make sense? I just want us to remember that. Because growing hurts. Do you ever have growing pains when you were little? <laughs> growing can be hard sometimes, but it can also be beautiful. And that's what I want us to focus on. So sorry, I was only supposed to talk about your identity, but... This all came out of my head. <laughs> but I just want us to remember, Jesus wants what you have, so bring it to the table. We as a body want what you have, so bring it to the table. Don't be afraid that it's not good enough or that it won't work or that it's dumb. Let's figure it out together. This is that safe place that we're going to walk that out, right? So thank you. <laughs> Take it Amen. away, Chris. So hang on so with that, the, the aspect of identity is Jesus is on the beach and he's looking for what they can bring, not just what he has, yes. right? You know how she worded that? It's beautiful. And that's the thing that we need you to go after. What are you bringing to the table? He's already got fish, but he wants yours. He's already got provision, but he wants to see what you do. That's why he gave you gifts. That's why he throws grace upon you. Man, that's why your strength is what it is. That's why we're going after what we're going after because of you guys, right? So now be aware there's another way that the enemy is going to try to dissuade. There's another argument. There's another vain thing. There's another, you know, all that. Now just be aware because it's not flesh and blood. And he's trying to dissuade us from walking in our purpose and bringing our gifts to Christ. You know, you know, something else is so it hit me the other day. You remember when Jesus was talking and he says, you didn't, you didn't take care of me. And, and he says, Jesus, we didn't see you. And he goes, when I was, I was the guy in the prison, you didn't bring me water. I was the guy on the side of the road, you didn't help. I was this one, you didn't bring me any food. You know, the picture there is that we're supposed to be Christ to all people. Amen. Because he loves them just as much as he loves you. Does that make sense? So the enemy comes in. Isn't it amazing that that's what all of us are supposed to be strong at is other people? And that's what he comes to divide us in the most is other people, right? We don't like everybody else. There's, there's people that, mm, oh, Lord, help us. They're hard to work with, or they're not with us anymore because of how they used to be, and we still have or they, what they did or whatever, right? And we, we, we love them. That doesn't mean we're necessarily going to walk hand in hand again, right? Paul and Barnabas, they had to split ways. Because they nearly got into a fist fight. Paul got right up in Peter's face and chewed him out. 
said, listen here, homeboy, this is the way it is. This is what you're doing. Nuh-uh-uh, not today, right? And they said, hey, we're going we're gonna to be good. We're going to go a separate way. And that may be the case in some instances, but we do it, we do it the godly way. We work it out because we're family, right? Does it make sense? Makes sense to me. So bring what you have to add to what he already has. He's the one that gave us the gifts and the strength, the identity, the purpose, the calling. He gave us all that. He just wants to mix it and keep moving forward. Amen? All right. Stand with us real quick here. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to add, as you stand. Yeah, please stand. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you know, back in our in church days, you know, a lot of times churches are, you know, the pastors are up here and the people are so the servants down here. It's, I hope you hear my heart and what I'm going to say. It can be scary to say, go, do, because what does go and do mean to you may, may mean different to me. But I want us to walk it out. This is not about, you know, the leaders or the pastors here have all of the answers. That's not it. We're a body. We're a body. I mean, the head is here, but the head can't do a lot of this or, you know, make all of this happen. It needs these things here. So I, I'm saying that because I want y'all to remember that we're walking this out. We're, we're, what does that look like? What's the next stone in our path that we're building for a path that hasn't been built? We've done the church, right? All the gossip, all the whispers, all the clicks, all the issues. We're trying to move away from that, and we're building that path. And we're building it by trial and error. We're building it as we learn and grow ahead. But man, what a beautiful, strong path it's going to be. So I just want to say, just remember that part that you are deeply needed. It's not all about what's in here. It's about what's in you guys and us together as yeah. a body. So I just wanted to Amen. put that out there. Yeah. Cool. So what I felt the need to pray for is a deeper awareness of both sides, a deeper awareness of how God is speaking into your purpose and identity, and a deeper awareness is how the enemy of how the enemy is trying to attack it. Amen. So that's what we're going to pray for. Uh, I want to hold your hand real quick on this. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, so, Father, we just thank you today. We come together as family pressing into who you designed us to be and how you designed us to go and change the world and to bring the kingdom of God everywhere that we go. And uh, Father, this morning we're looking at identity and purpose and we, we just want a greater awareness in each and every one of us as individuals, but also as family units and also as the family of core. We want a deeper awareness of how you are speaking into our calling and our destiny and our purpose, of how, how you are speaking to and wanting our gifts to flourish. And Father, we also speak right now for a greater awareness of how the enemy comes to attack and speak against our purpose and our calling and our strengths, Lord. Just awareness on both sides so that we can simply walk out what you have called us to do, the gifts you've instilled in us, the strength that you've given us to be who we're, who we're meant to be. Father, we just thank you today and pray for each and every one that's here. Uh, Lord, we pray for these ladies to go and have an amazing time today. 
and that they would be uh, the, the, the full-on kingdom of God walking around uh, at the Nutcracker. It's beautiful. Pray for safety and security. We pray that all the men stay safe today while the wives are out, right? Yeah. Father, we thank you today. We love you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Listen, go out and change the world, man. Let's go change the world. Amen.